0: start in seven six five three two one and hello everyone and welcome back to the ch podcast with your host chad hillman and we're back with another episode once again um i'm here to talk about the future ahead of us and coming towards uh the next uh this year and the next year I mean uh but yeah because I know for us we all have bright futures ahead of us and I believe that (laughs) because it's happened to others and I've seen it happen to others um and uh just I wanted to take this time today and say Merry Christmas to all of you who are listening to the podcast I want to thank you guys for supporting me throughout when I first started. I could have done it without you guys. And I want to say Happy, happy New Year to all of you. Um, the date today is... Saturday, January 8th, 2022. Yeah, talk about the, the upcoming year. Um, 2022, wow. It's a number I... I've, it's a number that I've never heard before, and it's like brand new, and I don't know what's gonna happen in it. Uh, we don't know yet if COVID's gonna end in this year. Uh, I highly doubt it's not going to, but I I, I know for sure in probably probably the next I don't know five years, five six years, COVID will probably be over. It'll probably be all done with once we all got our vaccines and everything and I I haven't got the vaccine yet and I kind of don't want to because I don't feel like it's safe enough for us because they do put a little bit of uh symptoms for the for the uh, COVID-19 and some of us actually get sick from it Uh, some people don't believe it at all people just think that it's just a protection because it is the vaccine it is a protection for a sickness for COVID and you're not supposed to get it. You're supposed to just wear your mask and get the shot and just uh, stay away from people uh, more than six feet. You know, uh, social distancing, yeah? And, uh wow. Back in 2021, that was, man, that was a hell of a year. It went by very fast too. We all knew that was coming. It went by very, very fast. I still remember all the months from January. I still remember New Year's Day from 2021. (laughs) I still remember that when when the ball dropped and we're all up uh, partying at 12 in the morning. And uh, just taking back the memories in 2021, I had great memories. And hopefully we get uh, better stuff this year and hopefully we get better news this year. But uh, to uh, talk about COVID... Let's see here. Um, this has been all over news. I've heard. I I was just watching the news today at 4 a.m. Uh, saying on KTLA 5 News. Saying that. We shouldn't be able to be having Macs until February 15th, 2022. Uh, we should we should be able to be taking off our Macs indoors for now. So all the kids, especially me, in school. We should be having our Macs off and just take it off because nobody actually likes it. I've seen it in my school and no, no one really likes it at all. Everyone just hates it. I'm sure everyone does in the world as well. And uh, all their schools. But uh, just looking on Twitter right now. Um, we're going to head over in just a sec. Okay, so it's live right now. COVID nineteen updates for for the U.S. Um, for California. We should see. It's live right now. There's twenty three point three thousand viewers watching. You can go watch it on Twitter right now if you like. All right, let's see here. Okay, so this is breaking news on ABC Seven Eyewitness News on Twitter. The governor Gavin Newsom of California is deploying National Guard members to help staff COVID-19 testing sites or cities I should say amid a high demand staffing storages so basically he's yeah he's deploying National Guard to that to help staff COVID-19 testing sites he's just helping them make sure everybody gets like uh the vaccine I'm sure, uh, says here that the governor Gavin Newsom is activating the California National Guard as COVID case m- members, or members, across the state explode. Yeah. So the number of cases, LA County hit forty-three thousand cases <clears throat> yesterday alone. Alone, forty-three thousand COVID cases been found in LA County, which that's start. That's, that, that's pretty scary to me, in my opinion. Yeah, that's pretty scary. Uh, and your thoughts, what would you guys think about it? Just uh, think about it right now. Just like, how would you feel? 43,000 people that are sick inside your city. And what are you supposed to do in there? You just, you just got to stay inside and get the vaccine and just stay safe in there. <clears throat> the eyewitness news is live. With where the guard will be deployed. Yeah, so they're all live. The camera's everywhere. Uh, tonight at 11 from ABC7. They're going to show what happened over the day today. From them out there in LA. But the, this, this has been going everywhere. Gavin Newsom. He has announced the the activation of the California National Guard to improve the state's testing capacity. I have heard about that. This is going everywhere right now. It's mostly in LA as right now. It's not really people in LA County has got their, not got their vaccine yet. And they should, they should get it. Um, from yesterday, January 7th, 2022. Uh, The new case is 43,712 in the L.A. Public Health, uh, 1,887,526 up to date as of right now. And the new deaths have occurred to 28 deaths, 27,756 up to date as of right now. And the current hospitalizations is 2,902. So that... God... That is a lot of people of new cases and uh, 28 deaths in one city. God. And 2000 in in the hospital. God, man. Just. Oh, God. And uh, coming up, if you have been diagnosed with or are likely to have COVID 19, or if you're just sick in general. Taking steps to protect yourself and others will help end this pandemic. That's what the San Diego County uh, Sheriff Department says. It, they say if you if you don't want to protect yourself and protect others and make sure no one gets sick, especially you, then just don't listen to them. That's that's your choice if you want to. But I suggest to go get the vaccine. And to protect yourself and others, will and it would exactly. It's gonna help to end this pandemic because everybody hates it right now. So I'm sure everyone's out there getting a vaccine as right now. Um, here are the instructions for home isolation recommendations for close contacts and resources available on Twitter, San Diego County. Dot governor slash contact slash San Diego dot com. God. while wow. so as of right now so the governor for california as of right now he's starting <coughs> he's trying to put people out there especially la and just helping them just like get better in the city because no one likes this at all especially i said that 10 times already but uh, to get back to christmas 2021, which was about a month ago. Um, I hope everyone got great presents for Christmas. I'm I sure I did. I'm sure. Yeah, and then Happy New Year's came up. But the, I just heard a couple of days ago, five days ago, The weekend tweeted He says, wake up at dawn tomorrow. Right there, guys, right there. That's when he started. He dropped his album, too. Gunna and him has dropped the album. And actually, to talk about... Alright. We're going to go to sports right now. Because I have a lot to talk about in sports. To talk about the NFL, as of right now. About the UFC, as of right now. MMAfighting.com on Twitter. Henry Ceruto or Sejudo the two-time featherweight champion. He leaves charge of volunteers to replace Max Holloway's to fight Alexander Vandalski at UFC 272 for the championship. Uh, it says here Henry offers to step in against Alexander Vandalski. He says Dana White you have my number. If you want to do this, call me, text me, and let's and let's get this started. Because Sarudo, he wants that championship. He wants it badly. I know. He wants to be double champ. He's already one champion. Here he already has one belt. He's trying to get the second belt. He has the. He has a He's a, he has a weight champion, and he's going for the featherweight champion. He wants it badly. Uh, but talk about Max Holloway, hes he's been climbing up the ranks, he's been beating everybody on the roster in, in the featherweight division. Uh, he was, he was former champion until he lost to Dustin Poirier in the championship in 2017, I believe. Uh, Max Holloway has been forced to withdraw from UFC 272 due to re-aggravity a previous injury. So, basically, yeah, he got hurt, so now he can't fight for the championship, which sucks. And I, w- I wouldn't like that at all. So, there is an open spot, which was he- which was Henry Ceruto, and he's going for the double championship. And I hope he did, because that's good for him. <laughs> okay, to... After the UFC, let's get to the NFL. The NFL, as of right now, is going off. The playoffs are are coming up about two weeks from now, two three weeks from now. The wild card round, Super Wild Card round, is going to be coming up. I just heard the Bengals finally won the division in a long time. It's it's been a while since they won the division. Uh, it's been since 2017, 2016. 2015, one of those. I mean, the Bengals went to the wild card round in the 2017 season against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the, and the Jaguars beat them. And Jaguars, right there, that was shocking to me. I was very shocked until they faced the Bills and they beat the Bills, and I was surprised. I didn't think the Jaguars were going to win that game at all. I thought they're going to lose that game easily because it's the Jaguars, you know. And. They head on top to the Patriots in the championship, and they finally lose, and I finally got happy. And then that's when the Patriots went to the Super Bowl, and they played the Falcons in the Super Bowl, which was unbelievable. the uh, week 18, the season finale on Saturday, January 8th, which is today, uh, at 4:30 p.m. today on ESPN. The Kansas City Chiefs will be playing the Denver Broncos. That should be... uh, eh. Most likely, the Chiefs will win because, as you can see, for the Broncos, they've just recently lost one of the best players, which is Von Miller, and he's at the LA Rams right now. Hoping he's (laughs) getting the vaccine. And tonight at 8.15 p.m., my favorite team on Eastern ESPN, the Dallas Cowboys will play the Philadelphia Eagles today, and I can't wait for that game. Uh, As you know, the Cowboys have defeated the eagles before in the beginning of the season i believe it was a week Four. we beat them it was like 41 to 20 41 20 i believe so but uh to talk about the playoff picture as for now one last look at the nfl playoff picture ahead of the nfl season finale so basically if the if the eagles lose they're gonna be out of the playoffs because as of now if the season ended right now, they would have played the Rams in second seed, when they're in seventh seed. The 49ers will play the Buccaneers, the sixth seed versus the third seed, and the Cardinals will be the Cowboys, as a theory did, which I, was, I, was, I wasn't that happy against that game. But the AFC, we got the Patriots against the Bills, uh, the Bengals up against the Colts, that should be a real good game. And the Chargers and Chiefs, that's a good game. And the first seed reveal is the Green Bay Packers. And they, for sure, they deserve that first seed because they've been like that. They've been trying to get us, uh, an NFC Championship round. They have been trying for the last three years. All they do is they go through the playoffs and then they lose in that NFC Championship, which is tiring. Like last year, they lost to the Buccaneers. Buccaneers went to Super Bowl, they won. And then two years ago, they lost to the 49ers three years ago. They lost to the Falcons. God, it was unbelievable. And just like, hopefully, they just win one this year. And surprisingly, uh, the Titans got the first seed, which is surprising. I, I would, I would see either the Patriots winning for seed or the Chiefs winning for seed. Maybe the Bills. Bills can probably do it. Honestly, they can do it. The talk about the Bills' QB, Josh Allen. He has 100 passing and 30 rushing touchdowns in their first four seasons, which is unbelievable. He's literally the only player in history to achieve that. In NFL history. He's the only player that got 100 passing and 30 rushing touchdowns. And basically, someone, someone was close by doing that. Speaking of being close. Uh, Ten years ago today, in Sports Center, uh, Tim Tim Talbo and Damaris Thomas connected to his iconic play in overtime to give the Broncos a playoff victory over the Steelers, which is unbelievable in overtime. And to talk about the top five league receiving or league leaders in receiving yards. Uh, first one we got is Cooper Cup, of course, with one thousand eight hundred twenty-nine. Coming up in second place, Justin Jefferson, which is surprising because he's a rookie, you know? I believe so. Yeah, I think he's a rookie. (laughs) 1,509. Receiving yards. Unbelievable. And then third coming up is Devonta Adams, of course, with 1,498. And then with Jamar Chase in fourth and Debo Samuel in fifth. Coming in the top five. But you never know. The playoff picture, it could change today. Depending on those two teams, if the Broncos win, then uh, Chiefs will go down a little bit. They'll go down to third seed. Bengals will take the second seed, and if Broncos lose, nothing changes for them. Just uh, the the char- either Chargers have to play another team, and the Chiefs want to go up to first, or they'll just stay down. We'll see. And depending on the Cowboys and the Eagles, that's also. Both of the teams are in the playoff picture as of right now. So whoever loses, they could they could be out, but most likely enough for Dallas. They'll, they'll, they'll still make at least fifth succeed. At least, I hope. And to talk about Antonio Brown, he's super gremlin today. And I don't even know what happened in the situation between him and the Bucks. I heard that he just got cut or he got released from the Bucks. Uh, let's see here find it <laughs> sorry I thought, I'm just trying to find it just listen to his music while I'm trying to find it Okay, from Adam Schefter. He's verified on Twitter. He think he, he commentates on Good Morning Football, I believe. Or Good Morning NFL. Uh, it says here, Antonio Brown accused the Bucks of engaging in an ongoing cover-up. He said, On the MRI on his ankle shows a broken bone fragment stuck in my ankle. Uh, that that sounds like it, it hurt. But he says, The... The the uh the ligament torn from the bone and the cartilage lost which are beyond painful. Uh Brown said that he will undergo the ankle injury or surgery. Ooh, that sounded like it hurts. I could speak too about it. God. Um so I bl- I think I know what happened. It's just that um it feels like Tom uh not Tom Brady, it feels like Antonio Brown had his last game and that was with the Jets. And I, I don't know why because he just took his uniform off. and just left. He left the game for no reason I don't know why and he scored a touchdown. He was literally What It was he was literally a A touchdown away from a new signing bonus that come onto his contract which is unbelievable. He probably didn't know that or he just did, he just didn't do it at all. Which is stupid to me, in my mind. But, uh, what he did. He sounds just fine. He says he hurt his ankle. He literally scored two touchdowns in the game. And they're winning. They're winning 28-21. to 21. I, believe, I believe so. And then they just... He went on the sideline, took his pads off. And then went on the crowd, took his shirt off, threw it in a crowd, and just ran in the locker room. And now... I believe uh, Bruce Adrians was the head coach for the Buccaneers, he just released him, I guess. He cut him for leaving the game for unnecessary reference. Not reference. Unnecessary leaving the game. Which is unbelievable. I don't know why. Who would do that? This is the first time I've ever heard about this. In sports history. Um Yeah, dude. It's just. And he was on his stats he was so close to get a lot more money on his salary in his contract and uh his signing bonus Duh. yeah and look he's playing he's playing with a super bowl contending team as of right now i mean some people are bandwagons to get over to the bucks because a fan of tom brady now he used to be page fans or used to be studios fans or just be Texans fans and went over to the Bucs. If you are a Texans fan and you and you go to the Bucks after that, I, I can see that. I can see that why. Cause Texans haven't, they don't win at all. They never win. Never even won the Super Bowl yet. I don't think they've been in playoffs yet. I believe so. Back in the early 2000s, but that was that was quite long ago. But the, I'm gonna stay a Cowboys fan no matter what. If we go down, I might switch. I'm not, I'm not that bad I have a bad way. But uh to get back to the NFL. Yeah, he's playing with a Super Bowl team. Playing with Tom Brady, one of the greatest QBs. He's the G-O-A-T GOAT. <laughs> greatest of all time. As a QB. It uh, says, Tony Brown has released screenshots of his messages with Bucks head coach Bruce Adrians And he's like, let's see here. He says, I'm all in coach, really can't get a full speed. I want to win. I want to be there if I can wake up tomorrow, feel better, be kind of rolled. Get outside on two-point play. Uh, I want what's best for team he says let me know when you when you're free I'll call you he says come see me I'm in I'm in it says it literally says come see me I'm the morning it literally says I'm the morning I will literally take a screenshot and put it on the podcast it says I'm the morning we'll talk it out definitely want you with us cause you're ready God <laughs> So Antonio Brown released a statement telling his side of his story in the the book saga. He said Bruce Adrians tried to make him play through an ankle injury and he didn't like that. So he just, I guess he just left. That's what he says. He says, first of all, I like to express my gratitude to the Bucks fans and my teammates. The Bucks helped me return to productive football after I had difficulties that could have ended my career. We work together to resolve those difficulties, and I will always appreciate that. Being part of a Super Bowl champion team and then a contender is a dream come true, basically. Uh, I make mistakes, I'm working on myself, and I have positive influences around me. But one thing I don't do is shy away from playing hard on the field. No one can accuse me of not giving my at all every day in every play. Which is, that, that, that's that's pretty good to think about that. Every time you're going to get on the field, always got to think positive. I'm always positive all the time. The, it says, because of my commitment to the game, I relented to pressure directly from a coach to play injured. Despite the pain, I suited up the staff injected me with what I know was powerful and sometimes dangerous painkiller in the NFLPA. Has warned against using. So he just he got a shot that's gonna relieve his pain and that's a painkiller, which is I I I say it's alright, just as long as it doesn't have any steroids in there. Something. And it says, and I gave it to all of them for the team. I played until it was clear that I could not use my ankle to safety perform my playing responsibilities. On top of that. The pain was extreme. I took a seat on the sideline and my coach came up to me very upset and shouted, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? I told him it's my ankle, but he knew that. It was well doc- documented and we had discussed it. He then ordered me to get on the field. I said, coach, I can't. He didn't call for medical attention. Instead he shouted at me, you're done. While he ran his finger across his throat, coach was telling me that if I didn't play her, then I was done with the Bucks. I didn't quit. I was cut. I didn't walk away from my brothers. I was thrown out. Being fired on the sideline for having a painful injury was bad enough. Then came their, their spin. Coach denied on national television that he knew about my ankle. That's 100% inaccurate. Which I can see. He's kind of telling the story now. And he says, Not only did he know I missed several games, but it clearly acknowledges my injury. He obviously knew that I was on the injury list. And the good morning acknowledges after the game and the text messages to my camp that I did not tell coach about my ankle pain on Sunday. So basically what, he, what he's trying to say is that he was injured recently on his ankle, I don't know which one, left or right ankle, but uh, basically the coaches were trying to put him in while he had an ankle injury, which is kind of stupid, but he still had his uniform on. I don't know why he didn't take his uniform off, he still had an arm, which means that he had the ability to play. So they were just putting him in, in the game, but he just couldn't because he had ankle. so I guess he just took the pads off and just left. and in my opinion about that I don't mm-hmm. like that at all. I don't like how the coaches will put you when you have a injury on your ankle and then they have, and then they have to force you to get in but you just don't you just don't want to do it cuz you don't want to get worse than that. People are kind of mad at him. They're like they're angry with him because he's like lying and everything. Yeah, I have more too It says I know we are losing to the Jets And that was frustrating for all of us But I could not make football plays On that ankle Yes, I walked off the field But there's a major difference between launching from the line And taking the hits Compared to jogging off the field With a rush of emotions going through your mind I am reflecting on my reaction there was a trigger the trigger was someone telling me that i'm not allowed to feel pain i acknowledge my past but my past does not make a second-class citizen my past does not forfeit my right to be heard when i'm in pain first they cut me now they cage me instead of asking how i felt or getting on the bottom of it the team tested